Now it's time for Tennessee Wildcast, live from Studio B at the TWRA headquarters in Nashville. Here are your hosts, Doug and Jason. That's cool. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. You're seeing some horseback riding on the screen there right now. It's pretty cool. Uh, cool shots from Hurricane Creek Stables. Uh, out at the Loretta Lynn Ranch. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, Jason, we're starting to do some of the stuff. Where we're working with some partners. Humphrey County is working with us a lot. And and uh, we want to get folks outside. Of course, we love the hunting and the fishing. And this place has great fishing opportunities. Fishing opportunities. But obviously, it's got wonderful horseback riding opportunities. And we're going to talk to a man just here in a second all about it and try to get y'all outside and, and learning about a place that's right here Sort of in the middle west Tennessee part of the state. It's yeah. just another treasure that we've got in Tennessee. There's a Why it's amazing have, what's what all there is to offer right there in Humphreys County. You know, you don't have to travel all over the world when you got it all right here, right? Yep. All right. Yep. We're gonna to talk to him. We're gonna introduce him in just a minute. And Betsy Wood's gonna be in here in a few minutes too. She's gonna to talk about boating. We'll talk some boating. We wanna get everybody safe and ready to go this year because I, I promise eventually spring will arrive. It's getting here. And it will be warm. It's turned cold again today. I don't know what's <laughs> up with that. But. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll welcome everyone to the show, and uh, let's let's uh, we'll get into some current events in a few minutes, yeah, too. Yeah, sure. We'll tell you that. we got a lot of stuff going on, a whole lot of stuff for this show, and uh, so just enjoy it right here in our Wildcast podcast. All right. Yeah, All right. That's it. Let's, let's talk about Levi. Yeah. Mr. Levi, Levi Lynn. Levi Lynn. And Levi is from Hurricane Creek Stables We're on the Loretta Lynn Ranch. Yes, sir. And if you noticed his last name, it is Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so you were related to uh, one of the most famous people ever in country music. Sure. And uh, Loretta Lynn, is she, is she is a Hall of Famer, all-star, uh, country rock star. <laughs> she's oh. awesome. Oh, she, she's just mama to me. Yeah, she, that's mama. awesome. I like that. That is awesome, Levi. I appreciate you getting in here. Scott Script set you up to come in here, and we really like the opportunity to talk about getting outside in our state. And I appreciate you being here. And uh, give us uh, some history real quick about the ranch, and then let's talk about the Hurricane Creek Stables. There's a whole lot that goes on on that ranch, a whole bunch of different Absolutely. stuff going in there. Well, the ranch is about 3,200 acres. It's been as big as 6,800 when my grandfather was alive. He passed in 96, and now we're down to about 3,200. But um, they bought the property in 66 when they moved here from Washington to, to pursue the singing career. And um, now we're a, an event center, and we have all kinds of stuff from horseback riding to motorcycle events and Jeep events, yoga festivals, all kinds of new stuff. All kinds of things are down near your way. Hurricane Creek, Duck River's nearby, yes, Buffalo River's nearby. Absolutely. And, and you do some horseback riding that we're going to talk about all, all through there. But just a little on you. You're a sportsman growing up. I heard you talking about fishing a little bit a while Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. I grew up on the ranch, and we fished Hurricane Creek and all of our spring-fed ponds and stuff like that. And been an active outdoorsman my whole life. We hunt, hunt deer, fish, all that good You're stuff. You're in a great part of the world. Where is Humphreys County? If we if we hadn't explained that enough on here, where is Humphreys County? Where is the Hurricane Creek Stables? Humphreys County is about 45 minutes west of Nashville, right in between Nashville and Jackson. Right there, we're close to Waverly, Tennessee. But, um, yeah, that's uh, 
to get to the ranch, you go. Oh yeah, to get right to the ranch, the it's off Interstate 40 on Highway 13. We're about eight miles off the interstate, and there's signs going all up, over both, the place. Both ways, yep, you can find it. In a beautiful part of the world. Okay, let's talk about what you do there. What are you trying to do with it, all this riding? Uh, I noticed that there's in the photographs that we've seen, the video we watched. There's a lot of youngsters getting involved on these horses, getting out there. Yes, sir. And there's all. I also saw some folks that are that are older than I am out there on that horse. So <laughs> be careful, Doug. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we've got some good horses. We can ride anyone from 10 years and older out on the trails and anybody 10 years and younger we can take them and do pony rides inside of the barn and if they're doing well you know i'll give them the range and kind of do a little mini lesson and show them how to ride and let them do it on their own inside of the barn it's i know it's enjoyable get out there and and you you get to traverse this beautiful territory and go over through the creeks but you're also is that part of it is teaching people how to ride absolutely we do a 15 minute safety brief we get everybody in the barn that wants to ride and meets all the requirements and we load them up in the barn we'll do a 15 minute brief we'll show them how to ride how to handle the horse we'll do a few laps around inside and most of the time within about 15 minutes we're headed wide out into the open we cross the creek three or four times you know on the trail and we ride right beside the flood plain we see a whole lot of wildlife cranes ducks eagles hawks we see it all while we're out there we jump up deer just about every day cross Right around in the agriculture land, we got some land in action. We do soybeans and corn, so a lot of times we ride right past that. If we can keep the horses out of the corn, then we're doing all right. <laughs> got to keep them going there. Yeah. I know you wear a lot of hats over there. Levi, you, you help do a lot of the maintenance on there and yes, agriculture, sir. and you got a lot of interest in agriculture and, and different things. But this, this Hurricane Creek Stables, that's your baby. Yes, sir. This is my business now. This is my second year going into it. We took out about 350 people last year in our first year opening, so now we've got some new horses, some new trails. We're offering some more things, like our cowboy ride and dine option. We've got cowboy birthday parties, the new trails, and, I mean, we're willing to do anything that we can to get people on horseback and have some fun. Where'd the idea come from? Uh, my stepmother, and well, actually, my mother, she, she ran the original Shimbuck stables, my mother and my sister, in the early 90s, and I pretty well grew up in that barn riding. I rode on my mom, on in front of my mom, in the, in the lead horse a lot of time, and um, they ran the stables uh, for three or four years, and they were doing it since the 70s, you know, but um, she ran it there. And then um, they built a new barn. We had a, we didn't have a barn for a while, but then they built a new barn up for us and right behind Western Town in a nice spot so we can ride by the creek and have easy access to the woods and trails. How many horses you got? I've got about 12 right now, but we take on, we only take about five or six out at a time. I see. Really and pay attention, close attention to each other. A- absolutely. We like to keep them small groups because that keeps everything safe and comfortable. People can hear me in the front of the line and hear my girlfriend in the back of the line. And it just keeps everything nice and tight so we can, everybody can hear the stories that we tell and keep everything nice and safe. You were talking before we started here, too, that there's it's more than just riding. There are events or things that happen during these rides. Tell tell there, some of what you well, do. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of events that happen during the rides. There can be the motorcycle events, our motocross event, the AMA Championship Motocross Race. That's a huge event. We can have upscale of 10,000 people on site. But that's mostly on the event side. I'm mm-hmm. on the farm side, so mm-hmm. we keep it. It's typically pretty quiet on my side of the ranch. Okay, but as you as you as you ride with these folks, you talk about different things. You talk about the history of the oh, area. Abso- or, absolutely, yeah. we see the George Hillman Masonic Lodge, the old schoolhouse. We have Longhorn cattle right there. Um, there's some scenes that we see from the movie Coal Miner's Daughter. We actually ride. We have a trail that gets right up on top of the hill where the final scene of Coal Miner's Daughter was filmed. Yeah, how much of it was That's a lot cool. of it filmed on that property? Uh, yeah, no, there were scenes filmed from the big, at the big house, and then, like I said, up on the hill where that last scene is filmed, and we ride right up to it, and we tell everybody when we see it, and that's typically something that's pretty interesting to a lot of the 
you know, country music buffs that come out. Okay. If somebody, I don't ride a lot of horses, so I might be nervous getting on a horse. Mm-hmm. Why should I know that you work to make everybody feel comfortable. Why should they feel comfortable getting on a big old horse like this? We put our horses through the ringer. We ride them for close to a year. I mean, we we put tarps all over them. We sack them out. We do everything that we can, to, and we ride them out a, a whole lot before the season starts. I mean, we put our time in on them. I really trust them. It takes a special kind of horse to do what we do and take five different non-riders out in one day, complete beginners. It takes a lot for them to not get frustrated. So not every horse works out for it. You know, I've bought horses that didn't work out, and we've tried for worked on them for a few months, and they're just not going to be a horse that I can trust with someone's 10-year-old daughter. But that's why we get the good ones, and we sort those out, and those are the ones that we trust. That's fun. That's we take care of them. Fun. Jason, I know I can see behind me that you're showing some stuff up on, on screen. What, yeah. Uh, we need to get them to where they can find how to get there, who to contact. and Their website, hurricanestables.com. Uh, real easy to find. I found it real quick. And then they also have their Instagram page. They have their, uh, their uh, Facebook page, and uh, you can follow and and like that there. Um, also, it's like it's an easy way to, to purchase your ride. Reasonable rates here, too. And, and you could do the, the ride and dine. You could take your wife on a romantic getaway there, Doug. And Absolutely. That's a new option that we're putting <laughs> yeah. out there. It would be a lot of fun. I'm thinking you need to take Riley and Tucker over there well, yourself. Well, we may have to do that. That sounds like they a fun They may have to trip. wait another year or two. It, it can be a family age-wise. getaway, too. It doesn't have to be just a romantic thing. You can book a cabin with your family and do all this fun stuff that the ranch has to offer and then come and ride horses with us and have a cowboy dinner at the barn and kind of take part in the end-of-the-day activities but, that we do. We'll, we'll go out and we'll ride. We'll come back. You know, we'll do the whole beginner trail. We'll come back, and you guys can help, you know, feeding, untacking the horses, brushing them off, feeding, kind of see the behind-the-scenes stuff that we do and kind of give you a little and bit of that cowboy culture. A little, a little photography involved in it, too? Absolutely. We take pictures while we're out on the trail. The first year, we took pictures as much as we could, and every one of the pictures that are in our brochures and on the website are the pictures that we took ourselves, mostly from horseback. But this year, we're going to add in an option where we can do some professional pictures while we're out there. My brother, Ernie Lynn, he's um, a professional photographer, and he's located on-site at the ranch, and he can specialize in any kind of photography that we want done. So he can he can wade out into the creek and be right in the middle and take pictures of every, everybody, and he can send you some digital copies of that when we're done. I want to wow, take a picture cool. of me holding one of them big smallmouth like I oh, catch yeah. all the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do you have horseback riding, but right there on Hurricane is it Hurricane? Guess Hurricane Creek and, yes, and Duck Rivers running through there. Buffalo Rivers nearby, and, yep. and Tennessee uh, Rivers close by too. Catch, Land of Three Rivers, Humphreys County. Yeah, catch all kinds of smallmouth and a trout when we stock them there. Mm-hmm. We do we do put trout in Hurricane Creek. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Levi, what else would you like to tell us about your place? It's really it's it's cool. I love that it's in Tennessee, and and again, I think your grandmother's uh, one of the one of the greatest people to come out of our state. Oh, I appreciate that. She's the most humble lady you'd ever meet. That's she's, right. She's just a little old grandma. You never know she made a nickel. <laughs> what in did her you life. say? Did you call her? Mama. Mama. Okay. Mama. That's all right. Hurricane Creek Stables. What else would you like to add? Um, just give us a call. We're willing to do anything. We'll work with anybody as much as we can. If you're nervous, we've got the horses for you. We can work. We will ride in the barn for 45 minutes to get you comfortable before we go out. So don't worry about mm-hmm. it at all. Just give us a call and we'll try to work something. And, and out. when is riding season? It's not right now, but Ride, it's about riding, to start. We're going to open up the first of May this year, and we're going to be open till October. And next year, we're going to hope to be from April until October. It's all just weather permitting. You know, if it's pouring down rain, we can't ride. If the creek's real high, we can't ride. 
Okay. Little things like that. And number of trails right now? Are you- we, we have two trails right now. We have our beginner trail, which crisscrosses the creek three or four times, rides by the fields and everything. And then we have a two-hour, hour-and-a-half, two-hour trail that's for more advanced people, people that can handle the horse, have a little more endurance and a little more comfortable. we got a trail that goes through the deep old-growth forest that my grandfather tried to keep in line. It's a conservationist. But um, we can ride through that, and that gets us up and down in some of those deep hills and, and – uh, tall ridges that we can ride on okay and on your website all the co- associated costs there they Absolutely. need to contact you on that yes sir yep. it's all on the website and you can give us a call anytime it'll be me or my girlfriend that answer the phone so you'll be talking directly with us the owners we're the only two people that work there we keep it nice and small and family okay give them that number real quick so they'll if um, they're watching do you have the phone number on you um no we we have a, a, a cell phone number a google drive i got number. it right here there we go uh 931 it's a brochure uh 931-299-3855 that's 299-3855 the area code is 931 and it's hurricane creek stables at gmail.com Absolutely. anyway all of it's out there it's easy to find you can contact us through facebook too we answer all the messages we got a great response rate we'll give you a we'll pretty well shoot you a message back here within an hour or so all right, guys, we awesome. need to go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Do some fishing, do some horseback riding. Yeah, we got we got to talk about Levi a little bit more when he gets off of there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere, Levi. We got some yeah. talking to do. Stick All around. All right. All right, appreciate Levi. It. We really appreciate you being on here hey, today. Thanks for having me. And it's great here. I love it. Well, we hope to see you back again, and we hope to come over there. Scott's going to take us over. He's already promised. and. And uh, so we're going, Scott. Yeah. All right. So don't uh, don't leave us. We're going to watch a a few clips here from the from the riding stables, and then Betsy's going to be on here talking about some boating. We're going to try to keep y'all safe on the water. Betsy's going too. She's always trying. Yeah, she's she's got it down. All right, we'll be right back. pretty cool yeah looking forward is. to getting out there and trying that out yeah i might take diane over there my wife she grew up riding horses and hadn't gotten to do it in a yeah, while you're thinking about that romantic dining that's what you're thinking of. yeah i'm thinking about the small <laughs> mouth and get her on a horse somewhere uh, uh, all right betsy woods is our guest now you've seen betsy before betsy is uh, does a wonderful job for our agency uh working on a lot of issues in boating education trying to keep you all safe on the water and and uh, get us straightened out on certain rules and regulations that go with all these new things that are happening these days, all these paddle sports and kayaks, and they're not new, but they're just wildly popular now. They're, they've exploded, especially the kayak fishing. Yes, it has. It uh, has. Yeah, and Betsy was also telling us she, you had a horse, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. I had one of those horses that you want to give back. <laughs> <laughs> 
her, her name was Angel P. And, oh, my, she, um, she'd she lay down. If I crossed any kind of river or stream, she'd lay right down in it. And one time the girth strap broke right in the middle of the Caney Fork River mm. as I was fording it. And I, it was dark, and I couldn't see. And I thought I was right by the bank, but I was in the middle, and I had the saddle and my bags and everything, and there goes the horse. Is that when and you, you never could catch her either. Is that when you got rid of her? Was that the last trip down to Caney? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> gave her back. So uh, they gave her to me, and I gave her back. <laughs> all right, Betsy. Well, it's uh, maybe that's why you became a boating educating person and got in a boat. Uh, what's going on right now? What what what's the popular this explosion in all these kayaks and stuff? What's going on with that? Oh, it's just a great sport. Uh, you can go to Tractor Supply and buy one. Really? You can. Just about yeah. anywhere you can get those things. And I'll go in and I ask the fellow, I said, do you sell a lot of those? And yeah, yeah. And I said, do you have to have a life jacket on one of those? He, well, it's recommended. <laughs> <laughs> and you answer. say what? Wrong answer. <laughs> Wrong, Wrong answer. <laughs> it is right. Yeah, for sure. Got to wear those life jackets out there. And Betsy, we've been talking about it for years. You and I have been at the agency for a pretty long time. And we both know just because we've been here a long time how many lives could be saved if people just put on a jacket and mm-hmm. that they're so light now and they're, you don't even know that you have them on after a while. That's true. The inflatable life jackets come in um, a belt size type or a vest type. They're not recommended for uh, all activities. Um, no white water, no jet skis or anything like that. But you put them on, you kind of forget you have them on. Some are automatic inflatable, automatically inflate when you mm-hmm. fall in. Others, you have to actually pull the cord to inflate them. Okay, and I guess as a, if you are seriously in a kayak, you really need to think about that because you can get and fall in the water easily on a kayak, can't you, Jason? Yeah, you're. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, I've easily fell out of a kayak. <laughs> Luckily, I had my life jacket on. You did. I didn't have to pull the cord, though. I could stand up. Yeah, it was shallow. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold, too. Anyway, all right. But, yeah, you got to think about that when you go out there. You might not want to wear an inflatable, in it, or, or do you recommend an inflatable on a kayak? It, you know, it's just, it's all dependent on the person. Personally, I like to have a vest type on because if I'm going to um, have a little current, I want to be able to float if my boat floats away from me. Yeah. So, right, right, which yeah. is easily done. Um, we talked the other day prior to this about lighting, too. The lighting situation confuses a lot of folks with these new paddle craft that we have kayaks and, of course, canoes still. And, and then we have all these stand-up paddle boards. And what's the rules and regs on lighting and stuff? Well, um, when you're when you're in a small boat, small paddlecraft, you're very low profile to the water. Where other boaters are up high, mm-hmm. and it's hard to see you. You kind of even in the daylight, it's mm-hmm. hard. So um, by law, if you're out at night, you have to. If you can't display the red and green and all around white light, then you have to have an electric torch or light to display in time to prevent a collision. What's an electric torch? Flashlight. Okay. Um, we highly recommend that you illuminate yourself somehow mm-hmm. with, with a white light. Now, um, if you put a motor or trolling motor on that boat, you have to register it with us, and you have to put display the red-green light and the all-round white light. Okay. I think that, that <coughs> registration has probably been one of the most asked questions in my career when it comes to boating. That when do I have to put letters on my boat and it's anytime you put a motor on or no matter the size of the motor right? trolling motor, trolling, even a trolling motor correct 
So that's that's been asked for a long time. And registration, just like buying a license, getting easier. You can go online and do it. Not, it's not Correct. that hard to do. Um, yeah. Once you put a motor on your boat, you're in a motorized boat. Right, period. No matter what. So yeah. all the registration laws and, and lighting apply. And that's when that red and green light come into play. Correct. Mm-hmm. All okay. around white light. All right. And Betsy, I know I've noticed uh, you're sending a lot of stuff to the website right now, announcing classes are being taught for boating education. Explain that law. It's, it's not, you don't have to go to a class, but we highly recommend that you do, right? Correct. Uh, the, um, the class, if, okay, any Tennessee resident born after January 1st, 1989 has to pass an exam. And it has to be a monitored exam administered by an approved person of the TWRA. Uh, class is not necessary, but it is highly recommended, especially for younger people. Um, it's because it's, it's a hard test. It's got 60 questions on it. It's harder than the driver test. But um, we just came off a national campaign called Spring Aboard, Take a Boating Safety Course, and I think we certified over 100 people just in a couple-week period. To teach? <clears throat> uh, classes, yeah. Classes, we cert- okay. Right. We certified them boating education. And um, right now, within the next three weeks, there are probably close to 25 classes that are being offered across the state. And these are classroom ca- classes. Okay. Uh, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, most of our... Um, county libraries, public libraries, mm-hmm. are testing by appointment. All this information is on our website. Yeah. Jason, are you showing that? Yeah, right there. Just, it's easy, tnylife.org. Click boating at the top, and it gives you everything you need to know about boating in Tennessee. Yeah, very easy. And, uh, Betsy, I took my course online, and, and I didn't have to take it. I'm easily make the 69 or 89 thing 69 you're old, is just, you're yeah. old enough to. right 69 is hunter education 89 is boating education Correct. so I, but i still took it and the reason i took it is because i like to go i like to go fish with a friend in florida and he's retired military and on this base where you rent boats they won't let you rent a boat unless you've had they don't care how old you are unless you've had a, a boating education course so uh it's i think it's just a good idea to take it if you're going to be traveling and boating anywhere plus I like the online course. I think classes are better, especially if you get people like Alan Harold and our, our wildlife officers that teach these. I think they're really good. But if you have to, you can take one on course on, online, right? You can. Um, most of yeah, if you're born before '89, you can take it online. If you're born after '89, you cannot. Okay. So if you're born before '89, you can take online courses. Most of the providers charge a fee. Okay. Uh, we also have a home study course that you can take if you're born before 89. Okay. And now how um, do you get it? You just call us, okay. uh, 615-781-6682. We'll send you the book and you take the test in the back of the book and we'll send you a certificate. And the neat thing about this is most insurance companies recognize this and they might give you a a discount on your boat insurance. Well, that's that's always good too. I, I was amazed at how much was on that test when I took it, and this was online, and it really made you think about those buoys and and what they mean, and and uh, I mean, there's a lot of different things out there. People buoys, coming at you, what yeah. you do when you're both on the same line. That's right. Um, yeah, it's all the crossing situations and the lighting situations and the. Yeah, the buoys, the regulatory, and the lateral markers. I know, Betsy, you do a lot of meetings on the national level. Is there anything, um, anything really different coming down right now? Are we looking at any great changes in boating in the next year or two? Nothing really that's going to impact. There, there's a few things, but it's it's not that big a deal. It has to do with life jackets, and they're just harmonizing them to be 
um, the same across the whole world. Okay. So, and all that means is type one, type two, type three. So if you three, say type one, it means something same in France as it means in Germany well, as in America. The types are going away. It's going to oh. be a, um, a wearable or a throwable or okay. an inflatable, mm-hmm. uh, offshore wearable, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's, we're going to really stress that you read the label. And that's very important. And you always got to make sure it's Coast Guard approved label. Coast Guard approved and read the label for any restrictions or activities that are not recommended for the type of life jacket. And, you know, I just there's no reason not to get life jackets. I realize that, that some of these inflatables are $300. They're really nice ones. But you can get you can get a good life jacket for, for $40, $30. Can oh, you not? Oh, yeah, you can. eBay sells them even cheaper than that. Hmm. So, <laughs> there you go. eBay, you go. Amazon. You throw it out there. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, that's okay. Uh, I just want folks to be safe and get it on. Just been to too many, too many uh, boating accident sites where it, you just family standing up on the bank and they're waiting for their loved one to be recovered. And and really, in reality, that person, if they'd had on the jacket, would have lived. And and I cannot stress it enough. It drives me crazy sometimes. This time, I know it does you because it's just so easy. Uh, to wear these things and stay safe. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's generally about 50% of the people. Um, for instance, last year in 2017, there were 16 fatalities, and we believe that eight would probably still be with us if they had been wearing a life jacket. Okay, and the other thing, too, and, you know, your families up there, uh, if, even if something happened to you where you wouldn't have survived, you'd still be you'd still be on the water, and people could still find you, and nobody would go through all that stuff. And, True. And That's, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, just hope that folks will, will consider putting them on, wear them. And I think they are more, Betsy. I think a lot of part because, uh, and, and this is just gut feeling, not not that I'm looking at any numbers you've created, but the wear it campaign that, that you've helped create here in Tennessee, where you go out and, and you really emphasize wearing jackets and sometimes you give them away on the water and all that. I think it's brought a ton of attention to safe boating. Um, I, I've kind of seen a little bit more where we emphasize the program. I see more life jacket wear than we used to, but and it's a it's an education. We probably and when we stop and talk to somebody on the water, and that's the only time you can get one of those life jackets. You have to find the wear it boat on the water. We probably spend about forty minutes with that person, you know, talking to them about the life jacket. We let them put it on. We make them inflate it. We teach them how to get the air back out of it and how to rearm it. So, um, are people still learning about inflatables? I know just a few years ago there were people that were just still still in awe of an inflatable jacket, and they've been around for quite a while now. They they say, oh yeah, that's an inflatable, but they don't know how it works. Still, you know, when you when you blow it up, when you inflate it, they still just like, oh. That's yeah. how it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and it's not hard to replace them. They're getting easier all the time, aren't they, to replace the cylinders? Cylinders. Yeah, they're, um, it, that's a problem. There are different cylinders for each different life jacket, unfortunately. Mm. Harmonize that, too, then. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, harmonize it. Stay all right. CO2. All right. Betsy, what else do we need to know about boating before we get started on yet another year? I know the anglers have been out there for a while because the crappie are, are biting, even though it's code and sauger and walleye. They don't ever stop. So the, the anglers are always out there. And I know that you worry about those a lot. That's been a target for y'all as far as the, the, the jacket wear goes. But what, what else can you tell us? Um, you know, just think about wearing your life jacket. Uh, we want you to be able to go home to your family at the end of the day, and I know they want you to come home with them at the end of the day. So just, just wear it. All right. There you go. You wear got anything else? <laughs> no, just um, you know, wear wear your life jackets and be safe out there, and and uh, and check our website, tnwildlife.org. Hit the boating tab. Um, all the information you need right there. All the classes, like Betsy's been getting those up on the website, and okay. Uh, 
Well, I'll tell you what, if I can talk Levi and Scott and take me to Hurricane Creek in a kayak, I'll wear it. <laughs> All, <day. laughs> All right, Betsy, thank you. You're always great thank information. You. We'll get you in here with the jackets like we did a year or so ago, okay. another show, and show them the difference and all that. Sounds good. Okay. All right, everybody. Go to our site, tnwildlife.org, and you can find all the information about boating. Hurricane Creek Stables, easy to find, to come right up in the search box and give Levi a call and uh, go ride some horses and do a little fishing and get outside. Hit or stay connected page and follow our social medias there on our website. All kinds of good information. Yeah, and there. we didn't, just real quick before we get out of here, we're setting, we're not setting it, but the commission will be looking at our uh, hunting regulations for the coming year. This meeting is next week. We're present, where they're going to, our, all our biologists here are going to present ideas for changes, what changes we might have in next year's hunting seasons, yes. and it will be set in May. So keep an eye, you can watch, uh, you can watch the commission streaming. So. Right. Hey, and also, Asian Carp page, we just updated that on our website. We didn't mention that, but go to tnwildlife.org and hit our fisheries page. And Yeah, you'll be amazed how much work has gone on Asian Carp. There's some folks out there who think we haven't been working on them. We've been working on them for 15, long 20 years. Time. Long time. Yep, they're a problem, and we need your help out there. We yes. need everybody's help on this Asian Carp issue. We do. All right. Thank you all. All right. See Have you next day, time. everybody. <laughs>